And so what I wanted to start doing is I'm like, I can't lay for three hours each night trying to relieve the pain that I'm living with. I needed something that was more permanent. And so I got really, really like dedicated to figuring out what could I create that is permanent change. And at the time, fascia was really, and it still is, it's, it's much more um, focused on manual therapies like body work, Rolfing, Heller work, um, Brawl, these are all just different, you know, styles of working with fascia. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way they are leading the way. And we are going to learn in depth how the body is leading the way today. We are talking with Anna Ray, and for the past 20 years, she has delved deep into a liberating and empowering relationship with fascia so that as many people as possible invest in their health, restore their vitality, and heal themselves with the proprietary tools she has created. As the founder, CEO, and educator of GST Body, Anna has spoken about the holistic body care through fascia around the world, partnered with top athletes, surgeons, physicians, and celebrities, and has been featured in various publications from Shape to Elle, Netta Porter, and to the Wall Street Journal. Such a beautiful, very professional bio we have here. I know we're going to dive deep into fascia and and the spiritual emotional, of course, because we got to get witchy here, but I'm so excited. Welcome, Anna, to the show. Thank you, Lauren. I love being here. I really am happy to be able to talk about fascia, something I'm really passionate about, but also from the lens of what your podcast is bringing, which is kind of more whole body health, like starting with the body and then also how it explores out into our consciousness and our emotions and whole body health. So thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I know we off air, we were like, we better go hit record because we, we were on a roll. Both of us You're were like, this going. is so good. So I know it's going to be a good episode. We're not going to have any problem finding things to talk about today. No. But I'd love to hear, I mean, I always love reading the bios, right? And you you mm-hmm. see this beautiful present self, but this used to be a future self. So like walk mm-hmm. us through your own journey of how you got this love affair with fascia and helping other people really harness our own body's power. Okay. I like to try to just take a 20 year journey and put it into about five minutes. It's such a act of, you know, distillation and um, trying to make it quick. So I was 18 and I was a dancer and I was also a certified Pilates teacher at that time. I thought I knew bodies pretty well. Um, I'd gone to one of the, you know, kind of most uh, world renowned Pilates center um, of Boulder at the time. And I started um, just experiencing a lot of physical um, problems and pain and their symptoms were really diverse. So everything from like kind of more muscular skeletal stuff where I would wake up being so sore as if I had done the hardest workout in my life and like not, you couldn't put your arms over your head to get your shirt on or, you know, the kind where you kind of sit down and your legs hurt when you're trying to go to the bathroom and I wouldn't have done a workout. And I was like, this is really weird that I'm just so sore and I don't know what I did. Other symptoms were like a little bit more elusive, like IBS type symptoms, digestive problems. And I would go to professionals and they'd be like, oh, we'll do a colonoscopy. You're really young to have that, but let's check it out. And then nothing would show up and it all looked healthy. And um, some other symptoms were really extreme. Like I would 
love to run. And I would go out running on one day and I would feel like super strong, my heart and my lungs. I felt like I'd been training for a marathon. And within two days later, it felt like I was doing the same exact run, but a 10 pack a day smoker. And I was like these really volatile and I'd be, you know, go in and do breath tests and then they'd give me an inhaler and then they'd be like, well, we don't know. It doesn't look like asthma. And so there's just all these kind of like really diverse symptoms. And I, um, each professional kind of would be like, we don't know what's wrong with you. And they'd put their hands up and they'd be like, you're so young. And by our standards, you're flexible, you're agile, you're healthy. We don't know what to do with you. And so I just kind of started digging into different things. I knew about fascia because I had taken a workshop on more like kind of the emotional body of fascia of um, through rolfing, a rolfing teacher came in and um, they talked a lot about like how uh, postures and how body, you know, tissues hold different traumas. And so I kind of knew about fascia, but at one point I'm like, I wonder if this is fascia related. And I think that that was probably some kind of divining input because I was literally at the end of like this, what is wrong with me? And I um, lived in a small studio apartment in San Francisco and I bought a Pilates piece of reformer and I was teaching at the same time, like different clients, but I just started to do things on my own. And um, I would get weird ripping sensations of like, you know, like Indian rug burns or like those skin bites on your arms when you're a kid. And like, then I'd get like, it felt kind of like I was wearing a straight jacket where I couldn't really like stretch my body, even though I wanted to, but on the inside of the straight jacket were like pokey, sharp, blunt, like things that would just kind of like feed into my body. And I just always like, okay, if I push into it for a minute and I breathe and I, you know, kind of relax, it gets a little bit better. And so the long and short story of this is I just started testing in my body and I would lay on rollers and I would foam roll and I would, and I'd get a lot of reprieve like kind of a self-massage, but it would never stay. So I'd go out and dance or I'd go out and do a workout. And all of a sudden I would have this huge flare up or I would have a fight with my boyfriend at the time. And then I would have like an IBS episode. And I'm like, this is so weird. And so what I wanted to start doing is I'm like, I can't lay for three hours each night trying to relieve the pain that I'm living with. I needed something that was more permanent. And so I got really, really like dedicated to figuring out what could I create that is permanent change. And at the time, fascia was really, and it still is, it's it's much more um, focused on manual therapies like body work, rolfing, heller work, um, brawl. These are all just different, you know, styles of working with fascia. Um, and I was like, would go to these people and they'd either flare up my symptoms, which was really interesting, or they wouldn't really last and I'd get a little bit of reprieve. So one night I discovered that I could actually do something that I could do on command, very similar to like, I'm going to squeeze my hand or I'm going to like tighten a muscle. And I discovered that fascia can contract on its own, like a muscle. And it's not 10 pounds of like tight, tight, um, obvious contraction is very light and very subtle but I just started chasing this good feeling. I was like, when I get like, I would tap into my pain and I would like feel it. And then I'm like, okay, if I do this move inside of my body without the roller, it's not a roller thing. Then I would get this reprieve. And I was like, I'm just going to chase this goodness moment by moment by moment by moment. And I would spend three and four hours. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is great. This is all. But in the process, I kept kind of searching. I'm like, reading things on like anatomy trains. And I'm like, it's kind of the same, but it's not. And I would read other fascia things. And I'm like, but there's something else. 
And so it wasn't um, like out there for me. I just had to kind of put it together. And simultaneously I was teaching and I started getting interesting like cases where people would be two weeks pre-op for like their second cervical fusion and they've still got nerve pain and they'd come in and I would teach them two things to do and the nerve pain would subside and they would cancel their surgery or their IBS would improve so much that they wouldn't have to have you know, treatment. And I just started seeing that fascia was much more applicable and it kind of came from my story, right? There was so much diversity that I couldn't tell where the pain was. But then as I started seeing it, it also influenced all of these others. So I'd change something muscularly and then my digestive system would get better. And then I would change something in my digestion and then um, my, you know, lungs would improve. And so it was all really connected. And that's what fascia kind of is, is it's like this huge body system. In fact, it organizes its own system. It's not just a tissue, right? When we say fascia, we're talking about tissue, like saying, oh, this is a piece of cotton and it makes a shirt and it makes a this. It's like, no, actually fascia is an entire body system. And the body system comes holistic with its own organs. And they're not massed organs like a heart or a lung, but they're organs in this sedimentary type of thing. So they have often been missed and disregarded by the medical community as you dissect your cadaver in med school. They're like, get the stuffing out, get it out of the way. It's like in our space, we're wanting to look at the big stuff, the obvious stuff. And Fasha's like, but I'm really important. Anyway, so fascia just um, is kind of interconnected with this, you know, connected tissue system. It's the material that makes it up, but it just looks different depending upon where it is. So if you're in your muscles and your bones, fascia looks like sturdy linen, okay? And it's like rigorous and it can handle a lot of load and stretch and pull. If you're in your organs, it feels more like satin or sateen and it's like a delicate, like viscera it's called. If it's in your endocrine system, it has a different representation. If it's in your lymphatics, it's a different. So fascia organizes around each body system as its own organ and facilitating that. And so all of a sudden, the connective tissue system becomes a master system because it's influencing every other part that your body is doing. And that's why it becomes so significant to total body health, because if you can take care of one thing and you know what fascia needs, then all of a sudden it can take care of the whole body, even your mind and your emotions, because I can go on. Do you have questions? <laughs> I just keep going. Like it's a story because it's like, it so is. it's a beautiful story as it unfolds. Really I mean, if you want to go into the emotional part, because I mean, there's so many ways to, to peer yeah. off here, but that, yeah, that would be, well, one let's just talk one. about very quickly is that yeah. fascia like is a different, um, like as a system, it does different things. So it's like a hydrating and an irrigation system. It's a detoxification system. It's a sonic system. It like responds to sound and vibrational frequencies. It's a motion system. It's got all of these different services that it functions, but one of the things that makes it so interesting is that fascia has three times as many sensors as um, any other body system. So it used to be thought that the primary proprioceptive system was your muscles, but it actually has three times as many as your muscular system. So what that means is that fascia is always online listening. And it's taking in every sensation from the chemicals that you ingest to the heat, to the temperatures, to the pressures, to the mechanical loadings, all of these types of things. Fascia is listening and gathering this information and it sends it up to the brain in a very interesting area called the insula. And the insula is also kind of still being like discovered and researched. It's not a really well-known um, or well-understood area of the brain. But what they do know is that this area of the brain is responsible for 
for making assessments based upon um, how you feel about something. So it's not just like, oh, I know and can sense that proprioception is like, I can sense that my right shoulder is higher than my left or my left foot is more tight than my right. But actually the interoception, which is what is sensing on the inside of you, goes to the brain and says to the insulin and says, oh, this is how I feel about this tightness, or this is how I feel about this experience. This is why I like red wine. Not just the taste of it, but the experience that it gives me, the memory, the, the association that I have with it. So all of a sudden, fascia is the thing that is collecting the information, feeding it to your brain, and then also involved in the process of how we actually self-perceive within our relationships, within the world around us. And so as you start to work with fascia, through a couple of different things. So fascia fibers have to be like able to move and stretch and open and flow in order for information to travel along its fibers. And when fascia is super tight and rigid, it's almost like um, being in a straitjacket. If I were to put you in a room with a blindfold on and a straitjacket on and you walked around and tried to tell me what you sense in the room, you'd be like, well, I can't. My senses are numb. So tightness and compression or constriction in the fascia literally means that your tissue is kind of dense and dense tissue is dumb. It's not able to like stretch out and receive. And so literally by stretching the fibers of fascia, you're enhancing the ability for consciousness. Consciousness is the opening of an aperture to take in more information. That's all consciousness, growing consciousness is, is opening an aperture. So instead of looking through one that's one centimeter, you know, circumference, you open it to 10, all of a sudden you can see more of what's in the peripheral and that gives you more context. And so fascia, literally, the more you stretch it, the more open and uh, free it is to move, the better the sensors collect information, the more your brain can feed to the insula, and you will have a better understanding of yourself and the world around you at large. Wow. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, so there job. we are. <laughs> Mic drop on there. You know. That's it. Podcast done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have so many questions and semi-realizations here. So I had an experience yesterday. I, mm -hmm. I mostly eat gluten-free, mm. dairy-free, mm. caffeine-free even. Wow. Because my, those that I've noticed over the years, those things really affect my emotions. Yeah. Physiology. Yeah. Physiology. Yeah. So you know, Saturday night, I had a little snack and I had cheese and crackers. And I mm -hmm. even had a little like half a cup of like coffee, decaf coffee, mind you, because I don't drink caffeinated coffee. You did it at night also? No, well, oh. the coffee was during the day. The snack okay. was at night. And then the next day, I my emotional state, it was so interesting. It was like a flip, a switch flipped. And I'm wondering if this has something to do with the fascia being able to communicate and perceive yeah. my experience because it was like normal things happening. You know, like I, I just became this huge victim to everything, my partner and, you know, just like everything blew up. And I'm like, is, is this a fascia thing too? Because normally those things wouldn't bother me, but I know by eating those foods. Yeah. Well, so here's the, here's the, the connection. And yeah. I don't know all of the biochemistry. Yeah. There are so many ways to look at fascia and metabolic processes. And, but what is very clear is that fascia responds to chemical loading 
the same way that it responds to mechanical loading. So mechanical loading is like I'm lifting a 50 pound child in my arms or I'm sitting my 120 pound weight in a bad chair that is loading and compressing my tissue or I am doing a million sit-ups or I'm holding my core rigid and I'm pushing pressure into the adrenal glands. That mechanical loading creates this kind of tightening and restriction in the body and in the tissue, like the body, the fascia, like contracts into the stimulus of load. So chemical loading is the same with hormones and neurotransmitters. And so you have two sides of the body. You have the chemistry and then you have the physics. And so fascia is integrated into both the chemistry, what you're putting in and the biochemistry response. So if you have a sensitive stomach or sorry, a sensitive system to like caffeine, caffeine will stimulate adrenal response and you will then start to feel tightness and restriction as a sense of anxiety that you would if you were doing the same type of mechanical loading in your diaphragm which restricts your breath which then so it's kind of like i mean this is the whole point about fascia is that it's allowing us to look through the lens of interconnectedness instead of the old mechanical way of like kind of classic mechanics and old medicine which is isolate and identify and, 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 you know, diagnose It's saying instead of diagnosing and getting into a smaller and smaller myopic view, fascia saying, well, what about this? And it's connected through this and it's connected through this. So yeah, what you ate can definitely affect the state of the fascia and vice versa. Then fascia is the sensors that it's getting from all of it. Cause you have chemical sensors, you have mechanical sensors. All of these sensors are constantly listening and then making adjustments to how it is. And so I learned this actually back a while ago when I was in acting, I got my master's degree in acting and wanted to go down that road for a long time. And um, I, I noticed that if I would stand, I'd have a scene where I needed to be crying and I needed to be emotionally available to this scene. If I stood forward with my right side forward, I was in a combative mood and I could never get to the emotional like sensitivity that I needed. And then I would turn and I would actually present my left side forward and I would break into tears and I would completely like, you know, be emotionally available. And when you start learning about how the emotions are kind of like wired and how the body are typically like um, gains consciousness through childhood, develops it as it um as you develop your brain consciousness, all of a sudden you start seeing the fascia actually like relates to all of these emotional things by how, how the configuration of tension is showing up. And so fascia becomes almost like this kind of like this fibro, this um, fiber of true, right? I, I talk about it a lot of like, it's your divining rod. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, there, there was like water divining back at the turn of the century where they would like take a rod and walk around a property and try to find the water as a source to be able to build a farm or to, okay. And fascia ends up kind of facilitating the same thing for your sense of true. So when you want to know if something is right for you, if you want to know if something is true for you, the body gives you these really, and it's coming from fascia and the, and the smart grid, the electrical, uh, chemical electrical sensations that fascia is getting from you or from the outside sens sensory is telling you, yes, this is right. Yes, this is not. No, this doesn't jive with my frequency. This is actually something else. And so you start looking at the body and fascia can be your divining rod. 
You can say like, is this right for me? Take your right step forward, take your left foot forward and see how dynamic you can read your tensions and start to listen to what your true is and what the harmonics are showing up in your tissues. Wow. I mind blown because that's what I do that. I mean, like when I mm. tune into my body and ask a question intuitively, even just for walks, like yeah. I went for a walk this morning, which way do I want to turn outside the house mm. right or left? And I can mm. physically feel the restriction ah, versus oh, expansion, right. allowing right. it. That's what it feels like. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's my fashion. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's fashion. Like being like, and look, you know what is a good example of this for the listeners? Sometimes it's hard. Like I give so much information and I'm learning, you know, to try to limit it, but there's so much fun stuff to talk about, but it's kind of like the amoeba, right? Which like is in a coral reef and the coral reef has like the waves come over and the amoeba like goes back into its stalk and then it kind of blooms again. And then it goes back into its stalk and then it blooms again. That's the same way. It's like fascia enters into stimulus. Okay. The wave of life, the tensions of life, and it either ducks away and then it comes back out again. And then it ducks away and then it comes back out again. And there's this very visceral response of your body's pulse of what is being tried to tell. Now this comes back to what I was saying earlier, where fascia is just working on a much more subtle layer and a subtle level of physiology. So it's not you know, pounding base like a muscle. A muscle would be like a jalopy, like it just beats and beats. It's loud and it's obvious. And so we're like, tighten it and tone it. And it's so, the fascia is like, and if it wasn't, you'd like feel it in your eyes because fascia is in your eyes and you'd feel it in your brain. So it works very subtly, which is why when you want to get deeper and more connected, you have to quiet things because you have to feel the subtler things of life. And that's one of the things that fascia just like beckons you and calls you to. It's like quiet, just quiet and feel me, feel what is right. Not having to intellectualize, not having to have like headlines about it, not having to, but quiet. And in the quiet is where I realized that all true exists, right? Not like capital T only true, but like the, the, bath of true <laughs> where you feel it and it's like shows up for you and starts producing. And I think that that's kind of the point of wellness, right? Like how does this connect into wellness for people? It's like all these cool ideas, but fascia is a, a system that is responsible for synchronicity in the body, the way things flow. Okay. It is the reason that your esophagus and your trachea will contract and synchronize at the same rate as your colon when you're eating, okay? And that synchronization helps to create motion where food moves healthily through your system, eliminates and does its process. That synchronization also creates the sound of harmonics, right? And when there is harmony, harmonics in the body, there is more ease on a given system, on any biological system. When there is less synchronicity, there's more chaos. And that even comes down to the cellular regeneration, how fascia influences cellular regeneration, as well as our emotions. And so when you look at the scale to which fascia can be applied across human health and wellness, it is not just the state of, yes, it can fix your microbiome better than any diet can. It can actually help fix brain injury or depression better than any kind of medication can. But it works by creating this 
um, literally energetic harmonics because it's a sonic system, because it synchronizes, because it's creating and creating the malaise, uh, the malaise I should say, of like um, what cells are being, you know, um, generated in. It also creates that, but that's another thing. So on this level, it's affecting every aspect of our wellness, right? Yes, yes, Everything. yes. I'm just thinking of the word co- coherence is what yes. I was another, I guess, synonym to what you were just saying. Everything being able to synchronize at the same time, coherence versus chaos, like you said. Yes. And and I think the way that you have described fascia and our bodies to this point is exactly how anybody in spirituality, mindfulness, yoga, any of those kind of practices would say the same mm-hmm. thing about life is like just quieting down to be yeah. present of really what's what's there, what what's coming up. It is. It's like it's the kind of like fascia creates that boundary between the mind, body, spirit. It is the organ of consciousness that builds that. So it's like if you can quiet down and listen to fascia, if you can read the tensions and the pulses of pain restriction, then you look at that restriction. And you're like, how can I create motion? How can I create healthy metabolism? And you learn how to create that through like contracting fascia. It's a way that you learn. That's part of what GST does is it teaches you to contract fascia in a very direct way. And then that creates an opening in the tissue, which then eliminates the pain, which then allows you to be more free, more present, more open. And it's like a very tangible, I never was very good at meditating. And what I realized halfway through my journey with fascia is I'm like, I am actually really good at it, but I use the, like fascia brings me into something tangible rather than ethereal. And I feel like as a human, sometimes tangible is more like powerful. Like that's why I go to the body for things because sometimes when we get in this effervescent state of like spirituality, it is hard to tell what is actual and what is not. And what is just chemicals flying around and you think it's a spiritual experience versus this is actually a really grounded truth of reality. And so fascia kind of is that nice um, in, in shamanism, they give you totems, right? Like beads to, you know, they do it in Catholicism, like across every religious, um, you know, practice, there's like something you hold on to that grounds you. The Buddhists use their drums and their bells and the Catholics use their rosary. And everyone has a tradition of having something to tie their prayer to, to tie their. And so fascia kind of almost becomes your body's totem, which you can feel and work with and, and literally create the process for spiritual expansion from a very grounded and, and physical place. And that makes sense. Uh, yes, it to- it totally, totally does. And for me, my experience, it, I've well, I've done both rabbit holes, the out of body meditation, the <laughs> but what I found for me yeah. is like my gifts are naturally through the body of how I move my energy, or probably w- mm-hmm. work with my fascia. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it without even knowing yeah. it, that's right. And that's I think innately. More, the more feminine approach, I think a lot of the time, because tuning inward to our bodies, being present, being in a, your feminine energy, whether you're a man or a woman is being able to enjoy and to taste and to experience. And that, that, that takes your body and the more mm-hmm. masculine approach is let's get outside of the body and, you know, which is, is great too. But for some people, 
certain modalities work better than others. And I I love this episode talking, being able to talk about the physical aspect, how fascia can helps synchronize your whole body and all of these systems Mm -hmm. and how it can help heal all these chronic pains and other issues and help help align everything. It has so many applications. You're right. I was just going to say, I, um, I describe this as, um, I want to add on to your masculine feminine concept because I feel like this is really potent to healing related to fascia or not, but I feel like I spent years in therapy, right? Analytical, right? Therapy. And I spent millions of hours analytically learning about fascia and feeling it. And, and, and it wasn't until I actually about three years ago, I was like, I'm just going to try again, going into hypnotherapy that I kind of like gained this perspective that I was just going to share with you about the collection of information. So masculine feminine is one way to describe it, but we want as humans to have the most a holistic like flood or river flow of information. We have our intellect, which is data. It's X's and O's, it's logical. It it functions very much like tech, just X's and O's and codes and things like this. And then you have your intuition, which comes from your ENS, your enteric nervous system, which is a bundle of nerves that is in your guts right around your belly button. There are more neurological connections in your ENS than there are in your brain. It's literally the second brain of your body. But this is what is tied much more closely to fascia and what we call your gut instinct or your intuition. So we back up and we say, we have your intellect and we have your intuition. And your intellect and intuition, neither one is better or worse. You need both of them and they need to be very well cultivated if you're trying to become a better human. But all of those two things are just two different rivers of information. The data is the black and white lines, the structure, the architecture that is rigid and creates form. The intuition is literally the technicolor that fills in that photo, that gives you more information, that gives you the taste, the supples, the feelings that go along with that data analysis. And when you don't have the color, like most people in today, we just only value the intellect so much that we're missing half of that gut instinct, half of the thing that is fueling a full picture of reality. And so we're always coming up with not enough information and react and reactionary to the things that are around us. And so fascia gives us this opportunity whether you want to call it the feminine or masculine, to have more information and value that information, right? The color green when you're working on someone and they say, why am I seeing green? Why am I seeing purple? Sometimes I'll say, what is the color that comes to you? And when you include that information, it's not, do you have a memory of this kind of abuse or this kind of trauma? That's very intellect. And this is very, right? But sometimes, especially in the body, you can say just what a color picture that color going all over your body and it changes the entire reality. And then that information will open up other things, ease pain, give you more information, right? It's just a different stream. And so I feel like the encouragement for people is how much more information can you get? Because it's a bigger picture you're building and the more accurate your picture, the better you can assess to make changes in your life. Wow. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, wow, I would you like to host this show from now? I'm just like that description of furthering, you know, masculine, feminine intellect, intuition, 
So I felt like you, first of all, you were channeling this information, just coming stream of consciousness, <laughs> beautifully coming through, but the way that you describe both, because we need both. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's like being able to integrate and learn in, mm-hmm. in both ways and what, and balance that for what that looks like for us. Yes. And different areas of life might change. And maybe that's the the thing that I would encourage listeners is like, start to drop in and feel the body through your inner tensions. And that can feel scary at first, right? Most of us try to jump out of our bodies because feelings are almost more primal. And we have been given no skills to know how to metabolize emotions effectively. They have concluded in research, testing on these rats, there's this really interesting, I wish I could just tell you the doctor, but you can go and click this into YouTube and he has a TED talk. They've highlighted nine primary feelings in the body, only nine, okay? You only have nine feelings that the brain computes. However, there are over 36,000 emotions that come from those primary feelings. And emotion in Greek stands for energy in motion. And most of us get so freaked out, we have a feeling and we get so freaked out that we can't accurately learn how to process the emotion. And then it just feels like overwhelming. So then we're like, go back here, go back here, go back to our brain, right? Something I can control, something I can. And so fascia gives you this opportunity that if you have these really specific skills, like feel the tension, feel that feeling of anxiety. It could be actually in your chest. How do I create movement in my tissues right there? How do I let my diaphragm drop? How do I let my throat settle back and my hyoid bone right in my throat drop into my you know channel of synchronicity? And all of a sudden, then there's a practical tool rather than like, I don't know what to do with this feeling and I don't know how to express it and I just feel it. And then let that feeling pass. And on the other side is the is the picture of where you can go, is the truth of what you need to step into or the next choice to make is on the other side of that metabolized feeling. And that is something that fascia gives you. If you know it exists, then you can actually tap into it and be present that way. I feel like that is the perfect note to end on. Beautifully described. Thank you so much. Anna, for coming on today and sharing your light and your wisdom with all of us, just, just because you had the courage to feel it and, and, and keep feeling it over and over and over again. Was there anything else you wanted to kind of wrap up before we start to close the show out today? No, I just thank you for this opportunity. I love talking about fascia from this vein. I'm usually all like medical and science and health. And I'm like, this is really what I'm passionate because it's a full circle. So thank you. And for listeners, I guess, just um, don't be afraid of pain. It's not good. It's not bad. It's information. And if you listen to it and feel it, and you are willing to find the technique to move through it, on the other side is the freedom for whatever it is that you're looking for. Yes, yes, yes. And that applies for physical, emotional, everything. Everything. Totally everything totally agree well thank you again so much and how may we as a huge act of gratitude for you in return today be of service for you um i love that question yeah well i want gst to be a service for all of your listeners so maybe the best way is to act like fascia and connect so come to my website 
Anna Ray, it's spelled really funny, R-A-H-E, AnnaRay.com. And join my email list and just, I send out, you know, things and you can explore kind of GST from there. And we have, you know, equipment, we have subscriptions so you can do GST and really feel the difference in your body. We talked a lot head today, like, eh, you know, blowing minds open with ideas, but really I want to get people into their bodies and feeling the difference of what is freedom like through fascia. And so you can do that in our subscriptions, um, but you can reach all of those from the Anna Ray website and um, just join a community because making connections is um, the way we're going to better this world. Amen. And all of that will be linked in the show notes for you guys just to click and connect away. Thank you again, Anna, so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for your time. It's such a fun conversation. Awesome. I'll hit.